Jeffrey Herlins. Uh, we're at the Ike Show in Milan, a little different to our normal interviews. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot more time to shoot the shit. So, first off, uh, what's been going on since Nations? It's been, what, six weeks? So, what have you been up to? Got a G-Wagon, which is probably much better than anything that's ever happened in your life. Uh, yeah, what's been happening? Uh, obviously true, you know, after, um, after Nations, we, we've been testing uh, that week, and then I had surgery the week after. So, um, obviously, uh, they removed all the material from my collarbone, uh, from my foot and ankles, so I lost about two and a half kilos just on material so that was pretty good and then ever since you know then I just had to take a few weeks off you know because you know the bones are pretty pretty empty with all the material being on so it needed some rest and um, today we're at the Eggman show did get a, a G-Wagon obviously uh, <laughs> it's a funny car to, to, to ride with so uh, yeah today we're at uh, Milan at the Eggman show and uh, yeah talking to you what about the uh, surgery you had was it all pretty like uh, what do you call it like normal like nothing went wrong but should you be walking normally now like is this kind of how it should be going uh kind of <laughs> i don't know if i still ever walk normal again but i try to try to walk as normal as i possibly can but uh yeah they just removed everything and obviously everything is intact so it's not a not a big surgery they just yeah obviously open the skin take the take the material out close it and uh yeah the bone needs to heal of course so um yeah it was uh was good surgeries went good and um yeah, I'm happy all the material is out. I, f- I do feel uh, improvement since the material has been being out. So uh, excited to see how it will be when, I'm, when I start riding. I remember, well, actually, are you done now with surgeries? Or have you got more to come? Like, have you got more metal in your foot? Or you no, got like... Done, done, done deal. Everything so the foot's done. done. Like, forget about it. Everything is done. I've got no screw, no plate, nothing left in me. So it's like uh, <laughs> starting with a clean sheet again. <laughs> I remember last year when we were here, we were talking about how you took your Lambo through the McDonald's drive through because yeah. that's your favourite thing of the off-season. Yeah. Has the G-Wagon gone through there yet? Uh, I haven't, because I just haven't for a week. I haven't went through, like, like the drive through Burger King, <laughs> KFC or McDonald's, uh, anything like that. So this year I've been actually watching my foot a bit more because last year I got so fat. Even now I already gained some weight, but um, I got so fat and I had to lose all the weight, which I actually did, which was actually all for nothing because I already, I already uh, was out before the season started. But um, it's so hard to lose it all again. So this year I've been eating a bit less. Um, but um, yeah, coming back to your question, I haven't drove through the drive-thru yet, but I think it will fit in. I feel like that's the number one thing you can do. Like that's when yeah. you've made it, when you're rolling through there with that. Yeah. Um, one, thing, <laughs> one thing that's proper like bugged me since the Nations, and the one thing I've actually wanted to ask you about, did you feel like it was a bit weird? Like after, so after you won, like Team 1, it was amazing and everything. Yeah. When I came to interview you afterwards, I figured there would be no way I'd be able to get near you because I thought there'd be fans everywhere. And then I came and found you and it was dead. Like especially compared to when you won the title. Did you feel like it would be a not a bigger deal but I don't know I felt like it was a bit like where the fuck is everyone yeah true I mean obviously the weather didn't help because it's been raining constantly but you know the thing was that we, we won and then you had the podium and after the podium we met the king and this and that and then we went to to, to, to press conference which took like over an hour I believe so from the moment we finished the race till we were literally like we were finally free it was like two or three hours you know so by that time, all the fans were gone because they wouldn't keep waiting for three hours in the rain. So I do understand. I think if it was good weather, it would have been different. But it, I was actually also a bit disappointed. I thought it would be more of a party. Like, it's the first time in history Holland wins yeah. in our own country with so many spectators. I was like, yeah, tonight we're going to get the, we're gonna <laughs> blow the roof off. But uh, nah, it didn't happen. Yeah, like, if you compare it, I guess winning the title at Assen was, like, a much... Not a bigger deal, but like as far as the party goes and like the enjoyment of it, I guess that was much better. Yeah, it was way better. But then it's also like it was a personal thing. Like now we won as a team, but I actually didn't do well myself personally. 
I had a second and a fourth, so I wasn't like really in the mood to really go punting because I really wanted to go one-one. But uh, but I messed up with some crashes and a bad start. And obviously, with all circumstances, with the track being flat and muddy and raining, it just wasn't the day I expected it to be. But um, so we won, and so that's that's really special. But uh, we didn't, yeah, we didn't really get back what we deserved. I mean, with such a big win in our own country, I thought it would have been more spectacular, like a bigger party and things like that. But uh, yeah, didn't really happen. You're not pissed off about your nation's results, are you? Like you don't look back now and go, "Fuck's sake!" Like I wish I'd gone one-one. Like you won as a team, and that's what matters, or no? No, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say like some guys in the past. Like, yeah, but uh, we won as a team, so I'm happy. No, I'm not happy. I wanted to go one-one, and I didn't succeed. So uh, definitely, I'm not happy with my own performance because I really trained hard, and the whole road back from after my broken ankle was just about us and trying to go one-one. But, you know, I think if it would have been a real deep sand race and the weather would have been okay, I could have pulled it off, even with two bad starts. But now it was just a gamble, you know, with the mud and track being flat, like I just mentioned, and the rain. So it's, uh, you know, I got beat fair and square. Uh, I think I, I do was the fastest guy or one of the fastest guy, if you can see all the crashes I've had. And especially first motor, like with 10 minutes to go, it was still like a six or seven and like, and like half a minute back or more. And I closed the deal up like through guys' rear wheel. And second motor came from that last and crashed three or four times and still finished fourth. So I think Adu was one of the fastest guys, but, you know, the fastest guy doesn't always win. And, uh, you know, I think 2019 was a, was a year to forget quickly. Um, we didn't, we didn't, uh, it didn't go as planned, but 2020 is already around the corner. So we'll uh, see how things turn out. You say 2019 is a year to forget and we don't want to talk about injuries. Yeah. So I figured we'd do something a bit different. How about we talk about your first world title in 2012? Because I wasn't around then. Like, whereas you were young and managed to get into MXGP, no one wanted to hire me when I was 15. <laughs> so I had to fucking come a bit later. Yeah. So how about your first year in 2012, the first world title? Yeah. What about uh, memories from that season? Obviously, you battled with Tommy. The reason this is on my mind is because I just interviewed Tommy about it because obviously he's done with GPs. Yeah. So what about your side? Like, what do you remember about that year and like, what sticks out in your mind? I think 20, 2012 and... 2019 those were the best years because uh, I hated Searle so bad like we would literally cut each other off on the start gate and and things like that every single time when we were together like I would I almost wanted to put mirrors on my bike because I wanted to see where it was going I was like so scared of the guy like he's gonna clean the shit out of me but uh, it was so much fun battling him and I mean looking back on it it was a lot of fun and also same with Tony last year in 2019 was we were so competitive and so big right? like even every morning when I was like I want to beat that guy I want to beat the guy and actually it was a lot of fun and uh, I won both both times so uh, yeah it was fun well that year was pretty weird though wasn't it because if I remember right didn't you have like a car crash in Russia or something yeah. like so there was a lot of shit going on on the track because like you say you and Tommy were going a bit yeah. mental yeah. and then off the track there was all kinds of stuff going on yeah. like it was a mental year when you think about it especially to win your first world title yeah because like I wasn't. Dri- I didn't even have a driving license then. I was sitting in in the back actually, and we were having fun. We won the GP, blah blah blah, one big party. Driving back to I don't know where the freak it was, Moscow or something, and then the guy drive our driver, which was actually a Dutch guy, yeah. so not like a random taxi guy. He just wasn't paying attention and talking shit and just boof, went right open into a <laughs> standing still truck with like 100 k's an hour. So I went with my with my head through the root uh, through the front. With, Sorry, for the uh, front window. Were you sat in front seat then? No, in the back. Oh. But I was sitting in the middle, oh. like, you know, trying to see both of them, but I was paying attention, blah, blah. And then he hit it, so I went, I didn't have a seatbelt on, I went through the back seat, through the middle, with my head through the. Uh, no, seriously, it really happened. 
I even have the photos of it um, through the front front window, and that's why I had a big scar on my yeah, face. I you can still see like the scar. Yeah, because my head ran through the window. Oh god, if I think back on it, not good. But um, so I was really lucky to even ride in in Moscow because I had some some damage. There was some glass inside, yeah. and even in the brain, I don't know. Like I was knocked out for like ten minutes. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll show you photos later. So it's uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a tough one. I'm actually like shocked now because obviously I was at home then reading stuff and I literally just read like a little thing saying like oh yeah Jeffrey was in a car crash and I was like oh yeah he just bumped someone that sounds like insane yeah that was a serious one like like that was a serious hit yeah, we even have a photo for it. Oh. Like, shit, dude. Like, you see you my at, head? <laughs> it, in this photo, he actually looks dead. Like, it looks like... Like a dead man. No, seriously, like, that, was, that wasn't good, man. I thought season would have been over because I also broke, like, four ribs. And less than 13 days after, I had to race in Lockett, I remember. Oh, and Lockett's a great place for you, so that's good. And uh, ups and downs. This is okay, the shoulder, won a championship, cleaned out, got cleaned out by Tommy Sill in 2012. <laughs> But I still came back and win the moto. And I won the overall, so uh, that was good. Would you like me to remind Tommy of that one? <laughs> yeah, he, he was scared then because he, he cleaned me out and he wa- because he was actually faster than I was. Yeah. And then he cleaned me out and I was like so pissed on the guy. I was like, oh. So I stood back up and then I catch him and I wanted to clean him out, but I didn't succeed. Like I I, I uh, pulled him up all the way to the bank, but he didn't crash. <laughs> but it was, uh, was a good year. It was fun. Do you reckon that was like your most intense year ever then? Because like you say, 20... 18 yeah 2018 with Tony was similar yeah. but then you were teammates and it was a bit more like nicey nice whereas Tommy like you could sit there and go yeah I hate that guy yeah. and no one was going to tell you off because you were different teams different yeah. sponsors and everything it was different like last year with Tony was was even more competitive because we were on the same team and like Argh. but then you had to be nice and, and things like that but it, I mean I really like Tony as a person yeah. I mean as a competitor also I like him but still when you want to beat the guy it's hard to be friends with but with Tommy we were he was in Kawasaki and KDM they were two rivals anyway and also, I hated him at that time. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was a fun time. Something else just came back to me as well. I remember the British GP that year, like a little bit further up from where I was stood, because again, I was there with an air horn because I had yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy threw a sandwich at you <laughs> on the sighting lap or something. Oh, I remember. Like, I thought this was going to be a fun thing to talk about, but it's actually quite depressing for you. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I remember that um, I did the first lap of warm up on Saturday morning and like in medley you always go like up the hill a bit yeah. you know and everybody was like boo so I went up and like and then you have those waves the left and then the right and just before the jump I just got thrown a tomato right up my face like well, actually oh fell on hit your goggles oh my goggles so like this it's just splashed like oh and I was like this is going to be such a long weekend and then I got thrown so much food and drinking bottles or whatsoever gets me that weekend and then there was like the parade lap on Sunday like they were like all class were there, oh like, yeah they did it with like a thousand like, riders or something stupid. I said to my practice mechanic which Ruben you might know him I yeah. said here, here boy take the, take the bike you're gonna make the lap everybody screaming at you everybody booing at you good luck I'll watch you from the <laughs> I'll watch you from the hospitality truck so he did then the siding lap and uh, that was pretty funny Imagine if one day you find out it was actually me who was throwing the tomatoes at you. Uh, then you'd be stuck. I would st- never <laughs> do an interview anymore. Never. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because you look at like that year's got so many weird stories. Yeah. But A, you won your first world title. And if I remember right, Lear up the week after Matterley. That, yeah. was, that was like maybe your best race ever or at least maybe your most dominant race ever. I loved him. And, yeah, and, he, and he got the middle finger from a lot of fans. I love it. And then everybody was like, you know, when you got lap, people do like, like this, that yeah. you got lap, you know? So he... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I lapped him. That was that was good because I think if I've, if I watch back that race, I'm like, I'm so happy I don't need to race against that guy because 
he was flying. Like seriously, I lapped up to second. I think both motors or something. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly, but yeah, I think I, one motor you did second, and then one motor one person you didn't lap. Maybe yeah. Roland or something. Oh, Van Horbeek maybe. Van Horbeek yeah. and one time Ensty and Van Horbeek, I believe. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a good one. It was fast. Just so people know, you're cool with Tommy now because we can, like we can yeah. joke about this because you're cool now. Like it's not like yeah, it's cool. not like I'm shit stirring it. Uh, no, we're cool now. <laughs> Me and Tommy were good. We're, I, I wouldn't say best friends, but we're just friends. We're normal. Uh, we speak to each other and. Uh, I want to also congratulate him on a, on a great career. I mean, he, it's a shame he never won a championship. He got run. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. I don't really feel sorry for that one. But um, no, I mean, he was a he was a great he was a great ambassador for the sport. I think he, he was special in his way. And it's, like I said, just a shame he never won a won a championship. But uh, he had a great career. So now it's time to enjoy his child, and he's getting an old guy. So it's time to retire almost. I like this. I've, I thought I wondered if talking about 2012 was going to be the most random thing ever, but it's actually been the most fun thing we've talked about. So, any other years that stick out in your mind? Like when you look back, like any years that stick out as the most fun, most enjoyable, the craziest? Anything else that comes to mind? I think 2012 was the best uh, together with 2019. I mean, all the other years were just pretty standard. Like, like 2014, been winning pretty much everything. Broke my femur and didn't win a championship. 2015, won a lot. Just came hip, didn't. Win a championship again, 2016, boring year, pretty much won everything almost. Then, um, yeah, 18 was, was a great year because, uh, oh, sorry, talk about 19, it was 18. Uh, it was 2018 with, with Tony, sorry. So, um, yeah, I think uh, those, were, those were the two most beautiful years because there was a lot of, you know, uh, competition and rivalry going on. So, uh, the rest of the years were, yeah, so-so. I guess... Last thing on 2012, I guess that year was the big one for you as well because, like, 2018, fuck, that's confusing saying that. 2018 was, like, a big battle and everything, but I think we were all sat here saying, yeah, but you're the best guy. So when you won the title, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm the best guy, of course I won the title. Whereas 2012, when you won the title, it was kind of like, fuck, yeah, I got him, like, because it was that much of a battle all year. Yeah, but I didn't feel the pressure. Like, last year, I really felt the pressure. I was like... In 2012, I never really had injuries. I dislocated my shoulder until I was 18 years old. That's the only thing I, I basically had. So ever since, you know, I was so scared. Like in 2016, I almost won the championship, broke my collarbone, still won the championship. 2015, leading, dislocated my hip. 2014, leading, just needed a few more points, broke my femur. So I was so scared that I would, I would injure myself again. And I mean, that's a little bit the thing with me going on is that either if I raise a wall year, I'm... I've got a high chance of winning the championship. But the thing is, if you look back in the years, you know, you need to be honest, like every year, like I was either there and I won or I wasn't there. Like 18, I was there, I won. 17, was injured, got second. 16, I was there, I won. 15, was injured, didn't win. So This year, you definitely won that. Uh, this year, I just was, yeah. Like, a strong 18th in the championship, I think. Like maybe your best result ever. Yeah, but I still won two, two GPs. But uh, yeah, this year, let's keep it, let's take it as a holiday then. <laughs> No, I feel, I feel gutter for this year, but um, yeah, I mean, I took a good holiday this year, so for 2020, I'm all, I'm all sharp and all, all good again. Right, let's bring it back around to where we are now. Uh, and actually, if anyone wonders why the hell we're not talking about your injuries this year, we've already done that. Like, go on iTunes and search in July. We did a massive interview then, so that's done. Uh, what's the plan from now? Are you, like, is tomorrow the start of, like, intense training and that, or is it December, January? Now I learned last year I started uh, against so much rain and I started 20th of November but by the time I shed my foot I was in perfect rate I was fast I was strong I felt like better than I ever was before so I feel like I need to start a bit later this year I mean you know 
throughout the years I've learned a lot and I think it's not important to be on your best on the first GP, but you should be good from GP5 and forwards. I mean, there's such a long series. So I, I start, I'm going to start a bit later, somewhere in December, most likely. Start off calm and uh, yeah, work my way up throughout the year. Um, I've proven this year, you know, after I broke my ankle, I spent four weeks on the bike and I won in Turkey. So I, I'm the guy who doesn't need like three months of bike time to be able to win. So it's better I take uh, as le less risk as possible to not start riding now. And I mean, two more, two more months of riding is uh, two more months of possibly injuries, you know. And I guess apart from that strategy, nothing else is really going to change. Like as far as riding program, gym program, stuff like that, you're not going to make any major changes to what you've got going on. No, I think that the, the thing I was doing was was good. So I need to yeah stick to what I know and stick to, to doing that. Um, just need to make sure I'm there all races. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where like after a year like this year, it'd be so easy for someone like you to sit there and go, oh my god, I need to change everything, like because this was just a disaster. But really, this was just one of those freak things, like. Jazzacone is crashed in front of you on a sighting lap. Like that's not going to happen again. Like so, I guess it's just keep calm and go again next year. Yeah, coming back for more, man. Just coming back for more. As long as I can start on the year healthy, that's that's important. You know, I've I've, I've had a lot of injuries, not the worst ones. Obviously, now with the foot, that was not a good one. But the rest, you know, I broke every year. Almost I broke my collarbone, but the collarbone is not like you, you do an ACL or a hip or a back or whatsoever. So yeah, just try to, um, like I said, be at all 20 races. Try to be smart and fight for the championship again uh, two more quick things uh, last year when we were in uh, when we did the interview here we talked about how intense your training was and how you wouldn't be able to do that forever blah 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 has having a big holiday this year kind of like not reinvigorated you but like has it kind of given you a bit of a boost to go again next year and, and the year after that and all of that yeah i charged up the batteries let's say you know it's it's, it's like since since 20 then I've been doing it every year and I just had with my hip I had three months off but now this year I almost had a year off of racing so it's definitely ch been charging up the batteries so if my foot will heal up a bit more and I can be pain free completely then yeah I don't see a reason why not I can do a few more years last question and I'm going to end it on possibly the worst question I've ever asked you okay. uh, I put a thing out to the fans saying like oh if you want to ask Herlins anything like drop it in and maybe I'll put it in and I got one question that I knew you'd like because it just never goes away uh, someone wants to know if you're ever going to do the Paris Supercross because apparently just you need to do Supercross because that's all anyone's waiting for now. Um, last year they actually asked me. What? Because then, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, but the problem was they asked me three days in advance because Muscat did his knee. Oh, they wanted you to replace him. So they wanted me to replace him on the Monday before and I was like, I stood on the waist and I said, shit, I became 14 kilos. I haven't touched the bike for five weeks. And now to do Supercross, hmm, I don't think that's the most smart. You, you went, oh, is there a McDonald's nearby? Because if I, you <laughs> might just catch me. So... Uh, I told the guy like if you want me in the future let me know in advance but he didn't contact me ever since but if I want to do it I want to do more supers and I want to do like for example Geneva Percy Melbourne and yeah. like a few not just for one I don't want to put in all the sacrifice all the training for one event so if I could if I could make a deal with, with doing a few rounds I would possibly be open to do it but not just for only Paris. And obviously, they didn't, they didn't request me this year. Obviously, they knew I was going to take my material out anyway. So I uh, didn't have a really chance to do it. But in the future, I would be definitely be interested in doing it. But uh, yeah, they need to contact me. I thought that was like the worst question ever. I can't believe you're actually interested in it. I thought you were just going to tell me to go away. Uh, no, no. Actually, I, I do like Supercross, but not going in America for a full year. But I mean, like in that part, like in October, the yeah. November, you can still train in the south of France to do some Supercross. But like I said, then I want to do a few and not against the top guys. I mean, when you go Paris, there's like three, four, five good guys. 
same in Geneva, same in uh, Melbourne or whatsoever. Because when you go to the US, they're like 20, 20 heavy hitters or, or 10. So there it's a little bit more calm. <laughs>